0: He's involved in a number of businesses.
1: He's a great role model. Telling it like it is, giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katzimatidis.
2: This is John Katzimatidis, Cats at Night, the number one show at 5 o'clock. And we're here to tell you the truth and. This is a TriCast. We're broadcasting out of WABC 770 Studios, and uh, we're also broadcasting on 970 AM, The Answer, and WLIR. And in the studio, we have a common-sense Democrat, Judge Richard Weinberg, two common-sense Republicans. Well, I am. I don't know about (laughs) common-sense. Well, let me tell you. How come no Republicans work on a Friday? On a Friday, we only had common-sense Democrats. My union
3: union won't allow me to work (laughs) Friday afternoon.
2: We have uh, Congressman Peter King and former Chief of Staff Chief Carbonetti. How are you, John? Good. Good.
1: Good to be here, and my
2: sidekick on my right, we
0: have Lydia Serrano. How are you, Lydia? I'm doing well, sir. It's the beginning of a new week. Absolutely, we have a great powerhouse type of show for us once again to start off the week with a bang. We've got Tom Homan. He's a former ICE director. He's going to talk to us about the border crisis. 23 illegals, uh, illegal terrorists. We're caught trying to cross the border, and God only knows how many got away. Senator Alphonse D'Amato, John Chachas will be talking to us. He's a media investment banker about Elon Musk and more. And what, what Twitter the heck
2: is going on with uh, uh,
0: Elon? Yeah. And what Twitter means for the election for democracy, which is at stake. Dr. Peter Mikolos will talk to us a about... A new miracle. A miracle on restoring sight to the blind regarding retina replacement surgery. But first on the line, it's Monday, so you know you got Bill O'Reilly. He's a prolific author. He's a journalist. He's a TV anchor. He's a historian, most of all. Brilliant guy. And tells it like it is. And is uh, what's your latest book? What, just 19 million so far? 19 million. Killing, killing the Killers is out when, sir?
4: May 3rd. Killing the Killers. The untold secret story about how the terrorists are being taken down so we are very optimistic big advance sale on it so far it'll be out may 3rd you can pre-order everywhere including billoreilly.com thanks for mentioning it lydia
0: absolutely so tell us what the heck as john would say what the heck is going on there's a lot going on
4: yeah it's holy week for the orthodox christians and john is one of them um and i uh spent a lot of time tonight on the 9 o'clock program, Common Sense, on the fact that the Russian Orthodox Church, 101 million members, 90% of the population in Russia, are backing Putin. Wow. Uh, yep, Kirill, the patriarch. Uh, it's okay with him, what Putin is doing. And that really hurts Christianity all over the planet because it's impossible to justify in any way, what Putin is doing. And once you have the head of a powerful Christian organization, the Russian Orthodox Church, doing that, the rest of Christianity loses credibility. And I think it's a big story that has been underreported.
0: That's incredible.
2: Well, you know, uh, you, you wonder, you know, I represent the the patriarch in Constantinople, and the facts are, there, the Pope in the Vatican is the absolute emperor of Catholicism. All the, all the, um, uh, uh, all the metropolitans, all the cardinals report to him, with, and the Pope has absolute power. The equal standing in Christianity uh, is the patriarch in Constantinople, but he has a different title. The title is The First Among Equals. What does that mean? It means that – I'm going to tell you what it means. There's 14 patriarchs representing different countries. right? And he is the first among equals, which is not necessarily being an emperor, uh, uh, absolute power uh, like the pope is. Mm -hmm. And when the patriarch – and I represent him uh, in religious freedom in the world. And when the patriarch called about two years ago – called for a meeting of the 14 Patriarchs. Then uh, the two people that didn't show up are the Moscow patriot because he's loyal to uh, Putin. And and uh, one more, I think, I don't remember, I think it might have been Bulgaria. Whatever else is loyal to the Moscow Patriarch. So 12 Patriarchs showed up for the meeting. The two that are loyal to Moscow. And I've been involved in other situations where the where the Russian government, Putin, is trying to put influence on the uh, Turkish government to take the uh, patriarch of Moscow and remove the Greek patriarch out of Constantinople or Istanbul and make the uh, Russian guy emperor. So yeah,
4: because there's a lot the, of politics. The uh, Greek leader has condemned the uh, invasion of Ukraine, and so has Pope Francis. Um Interestingly enough, most Ukrainians are Orthodox Christian as well.
2: Well, the Ukrainian, the Ukrainian Patriarch has pledged allegiance to the Constantinople Patriarch yeah. and, and not one the, of the Moscow reasons, Patriarch.
4: Right. So, I mean, the the big overarch is here that Putin couldn't do what he's doing without the assent of the uh, Patriarch in Moscow. Kyrill is his name. Yes. Because if Kireel condemned Putin, the Russian people would turn against Putin. This is how powerful these guys are. And Americans don't know this. Because right now in America, 30% of our population has no religion at all. They've just thrown it out the window. And most of Gen X or Gen Z, whatever they call themselves now, are in that category. And that's not heading us into a good direction, by the way.
2: Hey, I understood. And uh I- I wish these people would make peace and get it over with. I mean, it's quite well, a mess. And the fact is, uh, Moscow tried to do it uh, back in twenty twenty five years ago, and I got President Clinton involved at that time to to, to tell the Russians to back off at the pink shop.
4: But now Putin doesn't have anything to lose other than his own people. Uh, and he thinks he has control over them um, by the military and the secret police.
2: And, so would, and the Russian patriarch could have control over the Christians because, God forbid, one of them says, I'm not going to support
4: Putin. You no, know, well, Putin will take care of that. But, I mean, look, I, this makes Christianity hollow because does anybody on the planet, including the Kiriel, think that Jesus would approve of this? If Jesus were alive or comes back down. Well, how about the Holy you know, Wars? No, that's okay. Go ahead. Go, go slaughter civilians to bomb their cities for no reason. How about I the mean, Holy Wars? Who?
2: The Holy Wars.
4: Yeah, but I mean, look, we live in a, in a world now that's getting to be very complicated in, in a number of different ways. And I don't think Americans really understand um, the big picture, and that's why I'm in business. That's why I do what I do to kind of link everything in. So if America becomes any more secular, if we get up to 40, 50 percent of people just have no um, religious basis at all, they just don't believe in Judeo-Christian tradition, which our Constitution is founded on, we're going to see big cracks here, huge cracks. And you're already seeing it in the uh, criminal justice system where now um, people like Bragg, the attorney the district attorney of Manhattan, they they don't feel that people breaking lesser laws should be punished. They're okay. You know, you want to pickpocket somebody, you want to take their wallet and, you know, go ahead. We're not going to do anything to you. This is the beginning of an anarchistic state. And and America's really got to link some dots up here because um, it's coming pretty fast.
0: You know, I think, uh, Bill O'Reilly, that the radical lefts, because I don't want to say Democrats. I think this ra- this small portion of radicals. I think they do have a religion. It's now the environment, right? They always talk about the environment, and of course, the almighty dollar. That's- yeah, but
4: th- that's done now for a while. The climate change people. I mean, Biden on Holy but on Good Friday, on very fuels. late. Yeah. yeah, very late in the day on Good Friday, Biden sneaks out that he's not going to allow drilling for oil on foreign land, on foreign uh, holdings, on um, federal holdings. And I, I mean, I'm sitting there, you know, everybody's off Good Friday and everybody's doing preparing for Easter or whatever they do in their religious life. And all of a sudden Biden drops this. Oh, oh now I'm going to let federal drilling go on. That's huge. That's right in your face to all the climate people. And he had to do it because of the uh, massacre that's shaping up in November.
2: Well, he must be listening to our show, Bill, because that's the only thing I keep saying all day long. Johnny, wouldn't...
4: He yeah. wouldn't be able to understand this. Yeah. show.
2: Well, you're right. It's you too know, uh, he, uh,
4: Did you see the Easter Bunny kind of yes. co-op?
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, I so tweeted fun- about it. The Easter Bunny was more astute than the president of the right. United States and had to guide him. And then did you see that the first lady had to tell him when or when not to wave? She said, you know, now you can wave.
4: Now it's can very wave. funny video. It's quick. Scary. But the Easter Bunny, for those of you who didn't see it, um, he's asked a question by a member of the press about afghanistan and the easter bunny grabs it goes no 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 you gotta come over here and there and there biden goes but here's the story that another story caught my attention the biden tax returns and the kamala harris tax returns did you see this story
2: no i I missed
4: it yes i saw it. oh this is big Mm -hmm. so uh biden uh and harris release their tax returns and they don't give any money to charity yeah um the uh Bless Kamala God. Harris and her there, husband there, 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 there. made one point six million dollars in two thousand and twenty one They gave one point two percent to charity. the bidens made more than six hundred thousand dollars and they gave three percent to charity now that 's historical for Joe Biden. He never gives money to charity but here 's the importance of this despite the not paying their fair share mantra on the left, which is so hollow, it's ridiculous. But there isn't anything in Biden's tax return now or for the past six or seven years that indicated he got any money from Hunter. Think about this. Mm -hmm. So if Hunter Biden is indicted by federal authorities and somehow – It gets into the record that Joe Biden did benefit financially from Hunter Biden's eight million dollar, you know, spree from foreign nations or whatever it was. That's a slam dunk tax evasion case.
2: Well, they they have to bring back. uh, What was her name from the IRS? Lerner. Lerner. (laughs)
4: Lerner. They got to bring back Spiro Agnew. That's exactly the same thing that got him to plea nolo contendere, Latin for no contest, when he was taking bribes as governor of Maryland and vice president. And he got booted. He didn't get jail time. But anyway, I thought that was really interesting because all you hear from these people is, oh, you got to pay your fair share. Well, wait a minute, Kamala. 1.6 mil and you give 1% to charity? Oh, whoa, what's going on here? And then the U.S. government had record um, tax receipts from the working class people for the first six months of this fiscal year. More than $2 trillion poured in. And then Biden goes out and says, oh, no, we're not taxing anybody who makes um, less than whatever the figure he throws out.
5: You 400000
4: know? Yeah, you're taxing everybody or else you wouldn't have record tax receipts. You see, it doesn't make any sense. So one by one, you could just knock this progressive garbage down one at a time. And that's how it should be done. Not with hysteria and hyperbola and not, um, you know, I don't know how many conservatives have already convicted Joe Biden of getting money from his son. That's not right. That's not right. We don't have that evidence yet. But if it ever comes forward, he can be arrested that day for tax evasion.
0: Well,
5: that's how they, they got paid, Al Capone, right? If he paid his expenses, even if you're saying it's not an income, it's still a gift. And where's the gift report? Yeah, that's right. Where's the
4: gift you, report? You have to declare anything over the, over $12,000, okay, to the IRS. So if you get a gift from somebody more than 12000 you have to declare it. So anyway, all of this is just fascinating because the, the corporate media ignored every part of this. It ignores the Russian Orthodox supporting Putin. It ignores the tax returns. It ignores the Easter Bunny guiding Biden away. Not, you just, that, that's why WABC, and I, I've said this before, and it's not, I'm not kissing anybody's butt, but if you don't get honest reporting on the corporate media, you have to turn local for it. You have to, or you're just not going to know what's happening. And that is exactly the situation we all find ourselves in.
0: Bill O'Reilly, could you imagine if that Brooklyn subway shooter had been a white supremacist, a Donald Trump supporter? He'd still be plastered on every single TV screen. But it, it went away. Yeah, you Just you like that.
2: Solitary confinement it just sure.
0: went away.
4: Well, yeah. that story, you know, was interesting to me because it took me and my staff three hours to find out what color the man was.
0: Exactly. What a police uh, commissioner
4: said right away. Well, no one reported it. Yeah.
0: No, but the you knew she said it. And nobody and the media reported nobody it. Reported. And when nobody when the media doesn't yes. report it, that's how you know he's black. And What about the comment by she the professor
5: it. in Boston, Boston University, I guess it was, who said that uh the Republican Party is a party of white supremacy. What is your reaction alum. to that?
4: I'm an alum. Right. a Boston U. I have a master's degree from broadcast journalism from there, and Kendi, who they're paying a bloody fortune to, I mean, He says the whole Republican Party is based on white supremacy. So he's demonizing 45% of the entire population as being sympathetic or active white supremacists. Now, if he had said that about the Democratic Party and the progressive movement, do you think Kendi would be working at Boston University?
0: It's scary. It really is scary because well, these kids' minds are so malleable. They're bet. like clay, and they're getting brainwashed.
4: You bet. I just wrote an artic- I read an article today about a former <clears throat> TV writer for Disney who wrote a long article, and you can access it on realclearpolitics.com, about how Disney has been inserting propaganda for children into the television and movies now for years, trying to get – kids to be aware of their quote-unquote sexuality it's it's frightening i'm reading this article this is by somebody who actually worked for the company who was working on the shows and movies and they were doing this and the person goes this is insane and you know that's little kids and now you take it up to the college kids who as you just pointed out rightly lydia very very few of know anything then they get this propagandized stuff. Kendi's a hero. Yeah, he's right. Don't be a Republican. You're a white supremacist. B- Bill, crazy. if
3: that's an orchestrated event, how is the FCC not investigating something like that? Because if it's a In a very,
4: very sly way. But but okay? still, if
3: it's orchestrated, right, well, and, and there's management. documentation somewhere.
4: But But look. Didn't you hear the head of Disney television programming say last year that she was rejecting scripts from white men, even though they were brilliant?
3: And the FCC does nothing about it.
4: Because government agencies don't do anything across the board. I've been pounding the JetBlue collapse for the last three weeks. Easter, Easter weekend, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday, JetBlue Almost half of their flights were late, half. What is Pete Buttigieg doing about it? Nothing. Give me one, one government agency under Biden that takes an active representation to protect the consumer. Give me
0: one. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's all they talk about. Consumer protection, consumer, but they do nothing.
0: One one. Since we're in Massachusetts, Bill, did you hear about the parents of middle school children? One is 11. The other is 12. They're suing a school district because the two children, they have gender dysphoria. One says she she's transgender. The other says gender queer or something like that. And so the parents told the school, listen, we know our kids have issues. We're dealing with it. We have medical professionals. Please do not discuss any kind of gender identity politics with our 11 and 12 year olds anymore. Guess what? The school kept doing it, using the preferred pronouns and everything and even writing an email and accidentally CCing the parents saying, don't tell the parents we had this discussion.
4: Well, it seems to me that's a pretty powerful lawsuit against that school district.
0: The Ludlow School District. So, I mean, this is some scary stuff that's going on in the classroom that you have teachers that think they know better than the parents. And, John, I know you experienced something like this, too, with A.J., when they were giving the kids well, back in the my day. My
2: when my daughter was in the fifth grade, I was on the board of directors of Hewitt, the school, and they tried to give my daughter, what was that? The, uh, Reddlin? Was it Reddlin? Reddlin? Reddlin. And I said, no way. And the other kids that they forced uh, forced on on uh, in the fifth grade when my daughter was there, Reddlin, they ended up being space cadets. They walk around with a smile on their face, looking at the <laughs> sky. It's terrible.
0: Yeah, it's really scary. These I was there. It's a fact. I remember. I used well, to listen story. Bill
2: O'Reilly is on Monday through Friday on WABC seven seventy on your dial or WABC or Bill uh, dot com, and the, the number one show at night. Uh, from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock on WABC. Thank you, Bill O'Reilly, and uh, God bless you, and thank you for telling the truth to the American people.
4: All right, guys, stay strong. Thanks for having me.
2: Okay. And uh, let's take a break, and we're going to come back with... Tell us who we're going to come back with.
0: Tom Homan, he's a former ICE director, and I'm sure you didn't also see this on the mainstream media. 23 illegal migrants were on the terror watch list. They were busted, and there's a lot more coming. We'll be right back.
1: Common Sense Recap of the Day's Biggest Stories. It's John Katz and Cats at Night on 77 WABC.
0: Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. On the line for us right now is Tom Homan. He's the former director of ICE. Uh, Mr. Homan, it is incredible what is happening at the border. What's the latest? The numbers are staggering.
1: Olivia, can I interrupt for a second oh, just sure. to say Tom Homan was an absolute patriot. It was a privilege to work with him in government. Nobody was closer to President Trump when it came to illegal immigration. So, Tom, thank you for your years of service. It was an honor to know
6: you. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Look, what's going on border right now, what just broke yesterday, was something I've been talking about for over a year. It doesn't seem to be catching any, uh, any momentum, but I hope hope that the story came out. Yes, it does. Look, the Border show to a FOIA, of course, you're not, this is the most – this administration is hiding more information from American people. They say they're going to be the most transparent. They proven they're not. What came out Sunday is the Border Patrol is admitting right now that the first year under Biden, they arrested 23 people that were on the terror screening database. They arrested 23. Wow. Now, how many, many got, got
0: by? Yeah, exactly. You
6: both, no one knows. You, and you and I both know terrorists don't want to be arrested, right? They're trained how to get away from people. So if they ever arrested 23 How many of the 700,000 gotaways, that's a real number. Since Joe Biden became president, 700,000 people have entered this country illegally and weren't arrested. They weren't fingerprinted. They weren't photographed. No biographical information. That number is based on camera traffic, sensor traffic, and drone traffic that they can't respond to because they're dealing with this humanitarian crisis. So this is concerning. I don't care if Republican, Democrat, or who you are. If you believe in open borders, at this point, you got to say, I can no longer support it, because these numbers are, are, are a huge national security concern. Terrorists are, you know, can come across that border. They can't get a plane ticket anymore. They can't get a visa anymore, because after 9-11, a lot of processes were put in place to prevent that. However, now our southwest border is wide open, and if you want to come to this country to do us harm, that's where they're going to come. They've arrested people from 157 countries, including countries that support terrorism, sponsor terrorism. If you don't think that a single one of the 700,000 take this country to do us harm, then you're ignorant. This Tom, the Tom, this to the to this Tom, this is Pete King.
1: Tom, this is Pete King. Do you see any hope at all of this being turned around? To me, it's getting worse by the day.
6: No, they don't want to fix it. They haven't done one thing to fix it, and which is insulting because Secretary Mayorkas was a deputy secretary in 1415. Uh, Biden, he was the vice president in 1415 when we had a surge. They know how to stop it. I was there. They know exactly what we did to stop it. They've done nothing to stop it. Even though they know how to stop it, they're not even trying. Everything this administration has done is send more resources to the border to process and release quicker. And when you do that, that just brings more. If the secretary wanted to stop it, why would he say in public, "I'm not going to let ICE, I'm not going to let ICE arrest illegal aliens for simply being here illegally," and I'm not going to ICE do worksite enforcement operations? Tom, now, number, one, number one, reason people come to this country is get a job. If ICE can't go to worksite and for, for, uh, do on the worksite, Thomas, it's, to, it's Tony
3: Carbonetti. It. I got a two-part question for you. One, is there a process in place right now for Ukrainian refugees to? Go to Poland and apply for asylum. Or is it easier for them to try to make their way to the southwest border and sneak in?
6: <laughs> it's easier to come through the southwest border, of course. And they've recipe from Ukraine on the southwest border. People that went, went to Mexico, across that line, they made it to the United States. and made it into the United States quicker than those with the legal process over in Poland. This government's broken. This government, again... They're not trying to solve the southwest border crisis. They, you know what? I, I challenge anybody in the administration to tell me or anybody else, just name one thing, just one thing that you've done to slow the flow. Tom, the only a, thing they've done is Remain in Mexico, and we had to sue them to do that. And we, even when they did it, they're, they're barely doing it. Last month they had, what, 100 over 170,000 arrests? You know how many Remain in Mexico program there was? 56.
5: Tom, 50, it's a uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, what I'm particularly concerned about is rescission of Title 42. And even eight Democratic senators are telling the Biden administration you can't do that. Would you please explain to the audience what that means?
6: Well, Title 42 was put in place by the Trump administration over the pandemic. It closed down you know, most of the immigration so we can fix the pandemic in this country without bringing more pandemic into the country. It's great. It's a great thing. When they dropped that, and they removed over a million people last year under that rule. Now, when you look Title 42, the Border, border Patrol is already overwhelmed. Last month, they're so overwhelmed with, these, with this humanitarian crisis. Last month, just last month alone, 67,000 people crossed the border and weren't arrested. And they're in the wind. When they lift Title 42, that 67,000 will swell well over 100,000. Think about, think about that from the moment. 100,000 people a month are going to enter this country illegally, and we don't know who the hell they it's, are.
2: It's ridiculous. It's crazy.
0: Well, thank you so much, Tom Holman. We're running out of time. We would love to have you come back again and talk to us more, because clearly this is one crisis at the border that is not going away anytime soon and just getting worse by the day. Thank you so much, Tom Holman, former ICE director. You thank, thank you, sir. Thank you.
6: And weren't arrested. And they're in the wind. When they lift Title 42, that 67,000 will swell well over 100,000. Think about, think about that from the moment. 100,000 people a month are going to enter this country illegally, and we don't know who the hell they it's, are.
2: It's ridiculous. It's crazy.
0: Well, thank you so much, Tom Holman. We're running out of time. We would love to have you come back again and talk to us more, because clearly this is one crisis at the border that is not going away anytime soon and just getting worse by the day. Thank you so much, Tom Holman, former ICE director. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, sir. You, Thank you. Now on the line for us is John Chachas. He's a media investment banker, and he knows a lot when it comes to Elon Musk and the media and Twitter and what it actually means for democracy and free elections as we know it. John Chachas. W- what
2: the hell's I going what... on, John?
7: Oh, I think it's, a, it's, it's an amazing time. Uh, the, the, the notion of Twitter being controlled by a guy who calls himself a free speech absolutist, I mean, raises some really complicated questions which already have been raised, but I think it actually uh, may be one of the most interesting changes in the election landscape that we've ever we've ever seen. Uh, prior to this, everybody sort of knew that social media was leaning one way in American politics, left, not center, not right, left. And now you have a guy who is sort of an avowed capitalist, the most powerful capitalist, arguably in the world saying he wants to own it. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating.
0: You know, for people out there, I don't use Twitter. I, I don't care. Why does, why does this a whole battle for Twitter matter to America?
7: Well, it matters because it is the true, it is the one true, uh, I guess, democratized broadcast platform where you, anybody can, if they want to put it out there in the public domain and influence Uh, you know, influence the national conversation. Now, most people don't have any followers that matter. But as we saw, people that do have followers, Trump is an example, President Biden is another example. They have a a mouthpiece directly to people and people back to them. And I think the view of most folks is that it was probably not a bad thing that Twitter took steps to try to rein in some of the stuff that was put on um, on their platform. But that raises a huge question, which is: okay, so who is the right arbiter of what is acceptable to put in the public domain? I mean, is it healthy for democracy for, to allow people to put out their things which are known factually wrong, that are just absolutely untrue? And it creates a, it creates a real dilemma. Um, so, you know, having a guy who is saying I'm a free speech absolutist, I'll let anybody put anything they want out there, certainly uh certainly has got to raise alarm bells for people who wanted and I think aspired to use Twitter for political purposes um, in a different direction.
0: I think most people that use Twitter are media companies, right, and journalists and politicians. And that's why it's so important to have the truth out there. I mean, look what happened with the Hunter Biden laptop. You had uh, most Americans, they didn't even know anything about it because as soon as it came out. New York Post got banned, and it got taken down. Everything, anything, and I also read that uh, if you look at the ratio of people that are banned from between conservatives and Democrats, it's like twenty to one. You know, yeah. so is like, Musk,
3: is-, is Musk saying he's not going to ban anybody?
0: No, he hasn't. He hasn't made that
7: statement, but he's he's clearly sent the signal as a guy who believes that the bar is very high for banning people um, and and banning speech. I mean look Musk is a complicated character right I mean he's a guy that the SECs uh, views as having violated some things uh, he, he he runs the company in, in, an, in an unconventional way but has been an enormous success and uh, I think the real the real John does question, he have the money
2: to buy the company does he have the 43 billion in cash to write a check
7: hard, hard for anybody to know John but you know, and I and I would say that's an extremely important step and in fact one of the things that's come out in the recent days with the board adopting a poison pill, it, it, the first rule of overcoming a poison pill is you have, you, you have to have your damn money. You now, could he get his money? I mean, the guy has uh, lots and lots of value in his Tesla stock. Would, would the Tesla shareholders be very happy if he went and pledged $50 billion of Tesla shares in order to raise the, the, sh- the money that he needs? To well, he,
2: usually, if share. I need to raise money, I have to pledge stock. It's 50% margin, so
7: he yeah, would have so to pledge 000, $86 000.
2: Billion, which is one-third yeah. of his holdings.
7: Yeah, that's a big deal, right? and, and, and nobody would be happy the stock market would reflect that. So in the real world— And,
2: and I'm not sure any uh, bank that could afford to, to do $43 billion would give them 50% on uh, $86 billion Tesla stock because it, it could fall as fast as it can go one up. You know, he'll he'll find up, partners in this What deal. goes up also
7: goes down. You've also seen already today, though. You know, there's going to be significant institutional capital. Yep. I think there was a statement by Apollo. Apollo that they were they were they were willing to kind of step into the fray. There's a lot of people out here who I think you know it would would write a very large. We got text. a minute left.
2: Give me bottom line for all the, all, all the million listeners we're listening to.
7: Al, well, I think that, I think the real question will be if he shows up with real money and they want to buy the company. There, there are plenty of examples, even when the boards adopted the pill, that the stockholders vote and say, yeah, we, we'd actually like this guy owning it as opposed to Jack Dorsey owning it. And if he does, I think what it, what it will do is it will take away one of the big tools that most people think was leaning left in terms of social media and its impact on American voting. That's a big change. Which, and you're going to see an awful lot of traditional media people uh, coming out against the deal for all kinds of reasons, which are probably you know made up, because I think they, would, they will fear him owning it more than anything else. They will fear him in the position of, of of ownership of that asset. So in, it'll be fascinating to watch.
0: Incredible that any journalist would advocate for censorship. It's like cardinal rule 101. You know, you would never. That's We want more more uh, opinions, right? More free speech, if anything. Well, thank well in, the
7: abstract, you. We, in the abstract, we do. In the abstract, we do. I'm not sure that in American <coughs> media anymore these days, we really
0: do. Well, when the media lies, democracy dies. It's a corny phrase, maybe, but it's true. It's true. It's true. Otherwise, it's propaganda. Well, thank you so much, John Chachas, media investment banker. Thank you so much for all that you do and just keeping it real. Thank you, sir.
7: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, John. And when we come back, we're going to have Senator Alphonse D'Amato. And coming up also, we'll be speaking to Dr. Peter Mikolos about retina replacement surgery. Could there be hope on the line for people who are blind? A lot more coming up here at Cats at Night.
2: This is John Katzimatiti, Five O'Clock Show, the number one show uh, at five o'clock. And uh, we have with us uh, Senator Alphonse D'Amato, Senator. What the heck is going on? Let me tell you something. We got a mess all over the place. We got a mess in the Ukraine. We got a mess at the border. You pick it. We have a mess.
8: You got it. You got a mess with inflation. You can't go out to eat. You know what they do in some places? I went to a restaurant, I won't mention which one. I ordered the usual sandwich, which is generally a terrific one. And I I wound up, I can't eat the whole thing. I take the other. They shrunk it. Instead of raising the prices now. You got a small
2: pastrami it. sandwich or a small corned beef sandwich? The turkey.
8: You got it. The turkey it. one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, turkey's better for you. But sometimes <laughs> I do the pastrami. But,
0: can you can you believe this? This is the kind of nonsense. They, they did with Milky
5: Ways years ago, didn't
0: they? They're doing it with uh, the Oreo cookies
1: now. Hey, Alice is Pete yeah. King. The whole world is caving in. If you were U.S. Senator, say, if you were President, or you were Governor or Mayor, what would you do?
8: What would I do? I'd be screaming about the border every morning. I'd go down, Congressman Pete King, one of the great. And by the way. You know what we're missing today? We're missing the bipartisanship, where people put aside petty partisan politics to do what was best for the country. And that's what Pete King was about. And by the way, when I was in the Senate, the greatest supporter I had, believe it or not, after the first year, was Pat Moynihan. When I did that the, the filibuster for over 15 hours, at 2.30 in the morning, who do you think comes down to join me in the filibuster? Pat Moynihan. To help me, we were trying to save these jobs that, that this typewriter company, um, and, and that's when I sang, South of the border, down Mexico way. What a beautiful because voice. Because these jobs all went to Mexico. <laughs> but Pat Moynihan came down to join me in this filibuster. That's the kind of, of cooperation we had. And today... It's this left wing wackadoodles who have talked Biden in to, oh, we need clean energy. We need clean energy so much that we import. I don't want Senator
0: D'Amato, what happened to your friend, Joe Biden? What happened to your friend? He was doing the Easter egg hunts and he had to be told by the Easter bunny which way to go. And then his, his wife, Dr. Jill Biden had to tell him to wave or not to wave. He just seems perpetually confused and lost. Is he, is he compromised? What happened to your good old friend there?
8: She's running the place, by the way, (laughs) she's like the boss, the dictator. Um, and, uh, as he's dictating the wrong thing. And the left wing has got him totally hogtied for no reason. And that's why we have runaway inflation. Working class, middle class people are going to be decimated. You just wait for when the winter hits, prices are not going to be going down. Inflation is not going to cool down. It's going to get worse. And I'll tell you what's taking place at the border there's a crisis, and you're going to have more deaths taking place from fentanyl coming in, which they're bringing in by the tons, more people dying, and why? because he doesn't want to stop them and say, we don't let you in until we do your security check, everything else in the background. You stay in Mexico until we have an opportunity to clear. You. No, just let him come in. And then he just has the people fly into New York. They fly into Westchester at night and they d- d- disseminate them. And let me tell you, Every kid that goes to a Long Island school costs the local taxpayer over $20,000 a year. So do you know how many hundreds have come in to Suffolk County, into Nassau County? And the taxpayers, because 71% of the taxes that we pay locally go to the school districts. And so thank you, President Biden. Yeah, hey, on,
1: on another policies. issue, you've one of the leading uh, companies, uh, businesses in Manhattan. With the crime issue the way it is, you see Manhattan coming back? Do you think crime can be brought under control or will be brought under control?
8: It won't be brought under control unless Governor Kochel has the nerve to stand up to the left wing and push through laws that say the judges have, you cannot take away the judges' ability to hold people if they think they're dangerous. And, and that's what they did. They wiped it out. And so they arrest these people. And by the way, you know, if you really speak to a, a police officer uh, who's on patrol in the city of New York and they're honest with you, if you know them well, they'll tell you they don't stop traffic offenses. because
2: no, they and, and they're, they're not going to arrest anybody either. I mean, what no. do you want to get in trouble for?
8: You got it, John. You get in trouble for enforcing the law. So, you know, this nonsense with it that we're going to make New York safer. You're not unless you change those laws. And let me tell you, Hochul, she has the ability, if she wants, and is ready to stand up for the people and not for the left wing and take them on to help make a change. By the way, she pushed through a half a billion dollars, the largest has never been done in the history of the state, to build the stadium in Buffalo. Oh, that's terrific. But you don't have the nerve to stand up and fight for the taxpayers and the ratepayers in Long Island. She allows this LIPA guy to go ahead and impose taxes that they promised. They would never change the tax assessments that the power plants pay so that the village of Island Park that I grew up in, I don't live there anymore. I grew up in it. Their taxes on the schools are going to double, go from $4,500 a year to 9000 Thank you, Governor Hoku. But you could find a half a billion dollars for a stadium, but you don't have the nerve to take on the head of LIPA, this guy Tom Falcone, who hired four people who get paid over a quarter of a million a year each, and all of them live out of state. Now they got some phony addresses when news they brought this up, two of them claimed they moved to Uniondale. And Pete, I don't have to tell you right. you don't believe that, do you?
1: I don't. And, but Al, speaking of governor, do you think Andrew Cuomo is gonna run as an independent?
8: No. I don't think so. Oh yes. I think I think uh Well it'd be yeah, interesting. I'd love that'd be to interesting.
2: See it. I mean what's his name is threatening to run as an independent too? Uh uh what's his name, Wilson? Harry Wilson? Right.
3: Yeah, but he yeah, he's Republican not taking election. many votes away from Hochul. If Cuomo runs as an independent, he's taking, he's starting Yeah, yeah but
2: then the, the Democratic Party would be mad at him
5: forever. Well, he's or mad Cuomo. at them, he's he's the person He doesn't
3: have now. Yeah, he's Wilson, got nowhere to go.
5: Wilson will take votes away from the Republican He'll in November. No so what do you think,
3: uh,
2: Alfonso de Mala? Senator, uh, he, he does Cuomo run, and he's a past friend of all of us? Uh, does I, I he, doubt it. Does he I doubt you it. don't think he's gonna run. He spent three million dollars of the eighteen or whatever on yeah. uh advertising so far. And he's
8: doing polling. I, I think he's just torturing her. I by the way, if he ran, uh then I wanna tell you something. Um I I I think Zeldin then wins. The Republican wins. He yep. runs the Republican Zeldin, wins. Zeldin wins. Hey, listen. Zeldman's got a great chance now. You think people are happy? Uh, uh, you know, school aid, I've increased it. Well, if you put that half a billion dollars um, into the school budgets instead of spending a half a billion dollars for a stadium, which, the, which these guys would have built anyway. They didn't need that $500 million. Come on.
1: Hey, Al, I've a, I, have a more important, I have a more important question for you. On Friday night at the Sons of Italy dinner, are you wearing a tux or not? Don't make me look bad. <laughs> You're
8: honoring an Irish guy? Listen, I haven't worn a tux since the day I got married. And you were there. <laughs> but... <laughs> no. Okay, that's no, all gi- I wanted to know. They're
2: wasn't giving invi- an award to
3: an Irish guy? I What's going invited. on here?
2: I wasn't invited. Who's You're on Friday night?
3: They're giving oh. an award to an Irish guy, I guess. What's it's that guy? Friday PK? night
2: is good Friday.
3: No, oh, no, you—that's Friday. Friday. That's
2: right, Yes. If so I don't go to jail, if I go to jail, as your lawyer, I'll keep you out. I promise. If I don't go to church, the chandeliers will fall down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will Ron, keep you out, you John. Your don't invited. worry about it. You're Senator invited. I have a tuxedo, so invite
8: you're with, me. You're invited. Okay. Is it your birthday again? With Peter and I. Okay. All right. Absolutely, but let me tell you between the border crisis oh, and Ukraine. For crying out loud, we should have got them the military supplies that they were begging for us for years. I mean, give them to them. I mean, now we're trying to get them over there and give them the airplanes, give them the planes so that they can deal with, with the Russian uh, um, air, air, air bombardments, et cetera. Let them be able to bomb some of the Russian troops let me tell you, if we released and, let, and, and and said go ahead and do it to, to the Polish uh, Air Force and made those planes available, it wouldn't be us flying them. Let the Ukraines fly them. Let them do it. You're uh, w- uh, afraid of Putin? Hey, oh, Al, I remember your famous killing.
1: words when Gorbachev was screwing him out in the uh, Baltics. You said we should all kick him in the Baltics. And that was one of your great, <laughs> great statements as, as a statesman. You remember
8: that, huh?
1: Well, can you,
0: we have to go to break, Senator. Can you sing us that song again with your beautiful voice?
8: I will hold on for you if you want. Absolutely. No, but
0: can you sing that song you were singing before? You were singing to us before. Mexico should go away. Which
8: one? South uh, of the border.
0: South of the border.
8: South of the border, <laughs> down Mexico way. Oh, Joe, you should see them. They're coming our way. Oh, my the God. drug pushers. The thieves, the killers, and all. Stop them, Joe, before we all go. Lydia,
0: have you ever, <laughs> Lydia, have you ever had a U.S. senator sing to you? I've been serenaded. I'm in That's love so. all over again. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be right senator back. Senator Tomato, thank you. We'll be right back.
8: Thank you. Take care, gang. Good okay, being with bye. you. Thank See you Friday, Al.
4: he's your numero uno
1: it's a common sense recap of the big stories it's cats at night on 77 wabc
0: welcome back to the john katsimatidis cats at night show now it's time for the renaissance man the guy who knows it all i just don't understand how he like gets all that information in that big giant brain of his dr peter miklos Tell us what's the latest. We're hearing something about there could be some new advancement for the blind.
9: Yes, there's some fascinating news. Well, there's two types of uh, degenerations that occur in the back of the eye called the macula, where you lose your central vision. And there's a genetic disease called retinitis pigmentosa, where young people start slowly losing their peripheral vision. And what happened was that uh, there's a Dr. Michael Tellius, who was the lead author, And uh, what they did was there's a drug called Antabuse, also known as disulfiram, which was widely used to wean off alcoholics from alcohol. And what they did was they found that when they gave it to mice with these retinal degenerations, they started to see again. And uh, age-related macular degeneration and retinitis pigmentosa, well. uh, they started getting better because it seems that there's a chemical that builds up <laughs> called retinoic acid in the damaged cells and that this medicine that's commonly used for alcoholism blocks the production of this uh, retinoic acid. So uh, Antibus blocks these enzymes and chemicals and, uh, people, and these r- r- mice started getting better and now they're... Uh, starting clinical trials in uh, human beings, and there's one now planned also for retinitis pigmentosa. So it's pretty amazing that a drug that, you know, basically is out there will be used to treat these two types of uh, conditions. That's, right that's that amazing. Millions of people.
2: That's amazing. It is amazing. It, it, it is Which amazing. hospitals are working on it for you
9: well, right now, uh, Dr. Tellius was at Berkeley in California, but now he's a professor at the Flaumai Institute in Rochester, uh, New York. So we got another uh, Greek working on blindness there. So it's fascinating. And also the other thing that we talked about, which is happening, and I actually got to uh, uh, hear some people who went there and getting some interesting results is Dr. Chadwick Prodromos, who's a guy who trained at uh, Johns Hopkins and Harvard and uh, went to Princeton. And He has the uh, Stem Cell Institute of Not-for-Profit in Antigua because they're not allowed allowed to do in the United States where they're taking donated umbilical cord blood. And uh, this is after a delivery and the mother's donated. They're using those mesenchymal stem cells and uh, they're having some success with various disorders, including uh, they're starting to show some success with some eye disorders. And again, this is all early stuff that's happening as we speak. And some very famous international people have gone and traveled all the way to Antigua where it's legal. They have they passed the law in 2019 and people are getting these uh, treatments there. So it is happening now as we speak, and we're going to be hearing a lot more of this in the next few years. But especially for these young people, I have this young woman who I've taken care of was 29 and losing eyesight with retinitis pigmentosa, and uh, you know I'm trying immediately to get her into the clinical trial. Imagine how wonderful that. Just by taking some pills and medication, you might be able to restore some of the site in these two conditions. And then the other thing for people who have retinal and glaucoma damage, we talked about the Yamanaka genes, these OSK genes were being worked on at Harvard by Dr. David Sinclair, and that was published in Nature, the most prestigious scientific magazine to help reverse blindness. But for those people with macular degeneration and retinitis pigmentosa, this is extremely hopeful, and these trials will be pretty easy to do because you have a medicine that's already known. The only problem is you can't drink while you're taking this drug because that's how antabuse work. It makes you violently ill if you drink alcohol because it blocks these various chemicals. So this is all exciting news, and we want to share it with our audience, and their doctors will probably be discussing it with them in the next that's couple That's valuable
2: news. About. Can you give us an update on anything on, on covid I understand in New York State went up to 4.5 or something, uh, but the governor has said we are not closing down our cities and we're not closing down our state. Governor you know, Hope said that. The
9: good news is that cases are up. The problem is all these shots and boosters are for the original Alpha Wuhan variant. The good news is that they give you enough cross-reactivity and enough antibodies, B cells and other cells that give you enough protection to keep you off a ventilator. But people are getting pretty sick, like they're having a pretty bad flu. But the vaccinated seem to be doing a lot better. And, of course, the people who had it before fare better. But the good news is right now, if you get it right away, the first five days of a viral replication phase, go get your IV antibody. The Eli Lilly one seems to work great. And we also have access to the two antivirals. When is the variant booster coming out? Well, Burla said maybe by June or July we'll have variant boosters, which will have Omicron and the two new subvariants. So you'll have, just like we have with flu, there's usually three different viruses in the annual flu vaccine. Albert Burla said by June they'll be presenting something with that. But meanwhile, for our audience, go to covid.org and you put in your zip code and it'll even tell you which pharmacy in your area has access to the antivirals and they're much more readily available. So we're in a very, very Dr.
0: Mikolas, I have a question for you. So no one in my immediate family, knock on wood, has gotten COVID. None my brothers, my sister, none of us got COVID. Why do you Albanians think Albanians are immune? No, because I know some that yeah. have gotten it. Why do you think there are some? What I've blood never blood? had it. Why do you think there are some people that just haven't what gotten type, it? What type blood do you we have mean? type You're O positive. Good type, type
2: O is exactly. a lot of
9: vitamin D.
0: I, I do. Vitamin we all take D. vitamin D supplements. We do. The type O vitamin blood. Turns out to be
9: Doesn't cortisol. get it? Turn, yeah, a lot of people. If your vitamin D level is over 30, very low chance that you end up on a ventilator. That's why areas like. Indonesia, Vietnam, and Africa, those people with a lot of high vitamin D levels where there's a lot of sun, they're getting it a lot less. The people in colder areas where they're not getting enough sun, they're getting it a lot more. We're finding all these things out. People on metformin for diabetes, they don't know why. They're getting it less. People who take certain ACE2 uh, antihypertensive medicines for blood pressure, they're faring better. So all this data is now coming out. So we're, are we're out of, Dr. Michalos,
2: we're out of time, but thank you for br- bringing everybody up to date in uh, the American community here and uh, our listeners. God bless you, and you, you've saved a lot of lives. Uh, Judge Weinberg, thank you. Congressman uh, King, thank you. Chief, Chief, Chief. Carbonetti, thank, thank you. you. And L- Lydia, you're always here next to us. And, and God bless New York and God bless America. And uh, let's keep going and, uh, and pray for our country. Thank you so much. Good night.